ESPN Dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this edition of the show. Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Yeah, good catch. And uh, defensive tackles, and of course, the competition has begun. Rivalry, rivalry. We're going head-to-head. Yep. We knew it was coming yesterday. The writing was on the wall. We both put down Robin Carter fairly easily. Uh, shout out to Jordan advancing to the second round as well. Yeah, it was a fun battle. That one, there was lead changes in that one. Yeah. Three of them, so that was fun. Yeah. What's your prediction? Have you had a chance to read over mine yet? Yeah, I I, I have. Um, I'm, I think I like my mock draft better, which I think is an oh, obvious yeah, thing. You made it. Yeah, I made it. I, I did. So, well, come on. I mean, I, I think <laughs> I think that most people will like my mock draft better. I think that you just there, there's you're more of a dynamic personality than me. And I think that is going to help you a lot. I'm going to campaign my ass off as well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to beg for votes. Well, I'm Joe Marino, and I kindly ask for your vote this day. Yeah, you got all like snooty in your intro. What the hell is that about? Yeah, I just wanted I want it to be about the picks. Trevor's out here posting Pokemon and 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 stupid videos. We're doing a mock draft competition. It should be about the quality of your picks and what you have to say about it. This guy's got Pokemon. I didn't see the Pokemon. Was that on Twitter? Something he put on Twitter. I imagine. It's like, can we? I mean, just make it about the damn picks. <laughs> so I'm rooting hard for either me or you to win this thing because Trevor and his give me, antics. Give me Jordan the finals, man. Oh, sure. That's that, that's the dreamy scenario. Just pure. This is about ball. I saw you. I was I was gearing up for a nice friendly competition and you have to post this video of that dog. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. And I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be easy to ignore and then not engage can I, in. And Can I tell you how long I've been sitting on that video, never used it once before now? Imagine having things you, like that. If you didn't see it on Twitter. It's so it's, dumb. Uh, Joe said, cheers, my friend. Like I said, oh, so now we dance. And Joe said, cheers, friend. And it's a picture from my wedding of me double fisting alcohol and hard liquor at the same time and i'm clearly not enjoying chugging my what was that a coors light is that what that was miller i think miller light for um thunder chug we played thunder chug so because it's not it's not a very flattering picture i took this video i've been sitting on it's this dog and he comes out from around the corner in the kitchen he's carrying a piece of paper it says uh hey i have a secret with a heart dot 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 sweet dog too and then the dog (laughs) Tail wagon turns around, runs back behind the counter, comes back with another piece of paper in his mouth and says, you a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Krabs, ladies and gentlemen, oh, sit man. having this video stored up in the archives on his phone, waiting for the opportunity it's to been share like eight Imagine. months. I've had this, this video on my phone for eight months. This is the first time I've used it. Well, I'm, I don't know what to say. It my picks are better here. Disappoint. Okay, we need to talk about defensive linemen. Yep. Uh, okay, so we both have Derek Brown, DT1. I think we we've do. talked a lot. We had a, didn't we do a show on Derek Brown? I believe so. 
what's the what's your high level response to right now? It feels like there's been some sizzle with his draft stock because he had a, a you know poor combine and now there's this oh he's a nose tackle he's not a dynamic playmaker like can you just address this all i know is i saw the video of the three cone that he ran not at the pro day or not at the combine right yeah and he looked a lot better and i did not time that but i know people who did and they said it was about two thirds of a second faster than what he ran at the combine. Yeah, I did. I had it in the mid seven fives. And he ran like eight something, right? Eight two two. So like guy <laughs> guys are allowed to have a bad day of testing. I don't think there's any question watching Derek Brown play in the SEC and challenge interior offensive linemen and offensive tackles alike and win off the edge, win with power, win with hand technique, scrape up and down the line of scrimmage. He's flying all over the field. He is literally discarding 330-pound grown men like they are small children. My favorite three-cone stat that I just learned yesterday is that Jedrick Wills had five Failed attempts at the combine at a three cone drill. Really? Five. Didn't know that. Yeah. Little nugget that came out in uh, Dane Brugler's draft guide. Yeah. I want to tip the cat to Dane. Dane's draft guide is awesome every year. And I know he busts his tail at it um, every single year. And to see him drop that, I know he dropped that yesterday. It was uh, it's always nice to see the the good guys in the industry continue to thrive and succeed. And, and Dane is one of those guys for sure. So, so I wanted to tip the cap. Absolutely. I've been, I've been, you know, this is the stuff I love to get in this draft guide. I know I can get these little nuggets, right? It's like, why didn't they just put down a nine, five for him then? You know, <laughs> like, right. It's like the, uh, the snowman in golf. What's the- it's like, all right. <laughs> My number's an eight. Let's move on to the next yeah, hole. Right, exactly. Yeah, put me down for a seven. Yep. Yeah, we, yep. Mm-hmm, yeah, seven, seven putts. Uh, yeah, that's the thing about Derek Brown is it's his tape is so translatable, right? I mean, he did it against the SEC West. He was a game wrecker. Nobody can handle him. Overwhelming for interior blockers. Like, I'm not overthinking it. I'm just not going to. And, and he's the number one defensive tackle in this class. Now, we both have Kinlaw too, right? No. You have a different DT too. It's not Kinlaw. I've just a Matabuike too. Really? Yes. People are like big mad at my Kinlaw ranking. I'm 36th. I, I would, couldn't imagine season. being mad at another human being for their opinion on a for football player. For an opinion player. on a, a football yeah. player. Yeah. People, it's yeah. like people, realistically like a difference of like, what? 15 spots versus where you have them. Like who cares? More mad about the way they pronounce their name. People I've never, the venom that I get for name pronunciation is just blame, just blame it on an accent. Oh yeah, there it is. That's what I was. That's what I've started doing. I'm just like, Oh, sorry. I'm from the Northeast. (laughs) They're like, Oh, okay. My dad's, my dad is hundred percent Italian. You know, it just really F's with my ability to uh, pronounce things the way you want to hear it. Okay. So you got to talk about that, man. Uh, that's that's uh, against the grain. It is. Uh, I think Matt Abuike's tape is excellent. I know yeah. some people are a little bit higher on Ross Blacklock. Um, 
but for me, Matt Upweke gets the nod over the likes of Blacklock and Kinlaw and Gallimore because I think he's going to thrive as a through three, true three technique. Excuse me. Um, I just was really impressed with his pass rush ability and getting hands off his frame quickly. Uh, he had some good production. He had 24 tackles for loss, 11 sacks throughout his time at uh, Texas A&M. And he's checking in 6'3", 293. I think there's some scheme diversity here. He's got some good length at 33 and a half. So I think you could play him and you're in a single gap odd front or if you want to play him in a three technique. He can thrive in either one of those cases because I think he's got the pass rush palette to really be successful. So that's kind of where I stand with Matt Abuika. I still like Javon Kinlaw. Uh, Kinlaw is a little bit more of a straight line athlete and a bull in a china shop, right? Where he just makes a mess of stuff in the A gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, for. I also think value. Let me ask you this: what What is the ideal alignment for Javon Kinlaw? <laughs> I I am quick to tell you that I I see the concerns with Kinlaw. I think that it's easy to fall in love with his peak flashes. I mean, he does some special stuff mm-hmm. on tape and really exciting physical skill set. But from a technique perspective, from a processing perspective, he's he's quite underdeveloped and. His snap-to-snap consistency is not what you think it's going to be when you think about those high-level flashes. So I get that. I think there's more there's more projection here. There's more belief that he's got such a, a really exciting physical profile that he's going to develop and be a meaningful player. But yeah, he's definitely not like a clean prospect, I'll say that. And, and I do think what you're saying there creates some challenges when you project him to a true three-tech role where you think those, those flashes of burst and – you know, really ability to kind of get into the backfield, show up in a three technique role. But, you know, there's there's kind of some restrictions that make you nervous in that in that space as well. So he's got to overcome some stuff, but obviously the ceiling's really high. So for me, for me, Ken Law's a an even front nose tackle, which is weird, right? He, he's a, a one tech. I want him shaded on the center and I want him shooting the A gap. Well, that's where his best moments came on tape in college. Right. But that's like, what is the value of a one tech <laughs> who's still up and down versus a three technique that's going to be coaxed and, and utilized in more consistent penetration and getting through bodies yeah, and has more pass rush diversity to win with his hands. So like they're, they're in the same tier for me, but you know, as I do my grading, you know, guys who can, I feel comfortable guys who I feel comfortable as being more consistent, like splash guys. And I think Ken law can be a, a big headache for blocking fronts. But as you said, he's up and down and I don't think his ideal alignment in a defensive line is going to put him in positions to consistently be uncovering and then sliding and scraping to the football in the backfield. I have Kinlaw 18 on my board, Matabuike 35. Okay, so I have Matabuike 31. So we're on the same page there. Yeah. And I have Kinlaw 36. I have Ross Blacklock at 25. Oh, so you're big Ross Blacklock guy. Blacklock's in the 40s for me. 
Okay. Well, so he, go ahead, get down with your bad self. Yeah. Big fan. Um, I just feel like he's just got a really nice makeup in terms of size, power, athleticism, agility. You know, I really, I really like his ability to turn sharp angles and, you know, the football's not always run directly at you and, and your ability to clear contact and then being able to work back, back across your frame to get to the football is something that you see from Blacklock. So I, I love just how loose he is, how explosive he is, how powerful he is. I think about guys that'll actually make plays. I mean, there's disruptive players, but guys that are disruptive and make plays, I get that from uh, from Ross Blacklock and a guy that you know came off of the Achilles injury in 2018. He was really dynamic as a freshman, missed all of 2018, and then came back this past year and really recaptured the momentum of his freshman year. And I think this is a player that still has room to grow and get better. So. The tools are there. I think he's got dynamic playmaking upside. So I think in a lot of ways, I I, I liken his tape to the way that you probably feel about or felt about Matabuike. Yes. So and I, I the two things that held Blacklock down for me is I thought there were some pad level inconsistencies, and he's just got to get a little quicker getting into secondary hand sheds. But other than that, I. I'm totally with you as far as the movement skills and his ceiling and the lateral quickness that he has to force like uh, false frames on, on blocks that are trying to get set on him with angles and stuff like that. Like he's really, really good. Ooh, I, that's a term that you just, you know, you hear a scouting term that you like, you just gave me one false frames. I've never heard that before, but that's beautiful. Thanks man. That's great imagery right there. This is, you know, we're sitting here, we're learning together. Um, Interesting to think about him at the next level because he was a lot of times like four point stance and stunting, right? In yeah, game, had him college. In frog stance. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, it's watching who was watching Malcolm Roach last night, and I'm like, God, your stance sucks. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, is is that your top four? Do we have the same guys, just a different order? Uh, no. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I've got six. I've got six in the top fifty. Okay, I have uh, seven in the top 50, so what's okay, up? <laughs> so I've got Neville Gallimore ahead of Ross Blacklock. Oh, really? By one spot. Wow, Kyle. 46 and 40. Listen, Neville Gallimore is from Oklahoma. Yeah. That's not where I was going to take that sentence originally. <laughs> when I remember not everybody knows these players as well as yeah. we do. Yeah. Neville Gallimore is an absolute joy to watch fly around the football field. He's super high motor. He is super try hard. He's got a great first step. And I think he's got the twitch necessary to be a penetration style guy and win in that front. Mm -hmm. So what, what put you off here to what I had to say about him over Blacklock by one spot. You, you, you talked very nicely about what, makes him exciting really loose frame flexible i mean the urgency is unbelievable to me it just comes down to i don't think that he has the contact balance or power at the point of attack that's comparable at all so i think there's just a lot of reps where he struggles to hold you know even anchor against drive blocks and so um i i don't think he gives you the same type of power elements that i, I hope to find and he was a little leaner than we thought he was going to be too it was 304 yeah. yeah here's here's what i will say First of all, Ross Blacklock was 290. So let's slow down calling people lean, Hoss. Well, if you if you don't have anchor issues on tape, I don't really <laughs> care. <laughs> I had a higher film score to Ross Blacklock. 
Yeah, makes sense. So the way so the peripherals broke, bumped him up. Was it the two ninety? Yes. Did you kill him for that? Uh, two ninety didn't help, but okay. you know, Gallimore at three hundred four wasn't overwhelming. Gallimore was um, slightly more productive. Yeah, and he's, he's played in year, and he's played in twice as many football games. Yeah, so it's like little things like that. That's the way you know if. I'm not going to go down this tangent too deep, but I do continue to get questions from people about like, Oh, tell me about your scouting process. So great on film puts you in a bucket. Once you're in the bucket, what your film grade was serves as like a multiplier for a series of analytics and metrics that I'm, I measure all players at across all positions that include like size adjusted athleticism and production and experience and so Ross Blacklock had a slightly higher film score than what Neville Gallimore did, but they're in the same bucket. They're both graded as like round two values. And then once you take the metric component, Gallimore had a more comfortable series of metrics that allowed him to slightly edge past. And I mean, I'm talking like two one hundredths of a point. So very small margin between those guys divides those guys. But that's how I got to Blacklock better film. Gallimore rated one spot higher on the board. Okay. So what is your top six defensive tackles? I was going to say, are you off the ledge? I get you off the ledge. No, I'm you're going to be real triggered by the next one. Okay. Derek Brown, Justin Matabuike, Javon Kinlaw, Raekwon Davis, Neville Ooh. Gallimore, Ross Blacklock. Raekwon Davis truther in the building. You can't quit him, can you? No, man. I've just seen too many Alabama guys leave Alabama and all of a sudden they figure out how to rush the passer because somebody actually asks them to do it. Yeah, I, I um he's got to get better as a pass rusher to 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 you know really reach his ceiling, but mm-hmm. I mean, power at the point, heavy hands, long arms. I mean, he he's Put gonna him in be Green able- Bay, man. That's where I, I put him in the mock. Yeah, that's a good that's a good fit. I gave him a better defensive lineman, but you know, so Packers fans vote for me. <laughs> you give him? I think I gave him Devon Hamilton, man. Well, Devon Hamilton was off the board to Pittsburgh for me. Oh, okay. I gave them Josh Uche, so we're we're Uche, Josh. Uche, How do you yeah, say Uche. it? People got it's, all fired up. Uche. Yeah. Jesus, like, man. <laughs> well, is this somebody had like a take on take based on you saying Uche? Yeah, imagine thinking I'm gonna put that in there. <laughs> Ooch. Yeah, Joe compiles Joe compiles the take, so just be, yeah. be, keep that in mind. Um, so you have Devon Devon Hamilton is seven for me, and I feel really bad saying that because he's my fifty second rated player. Like Devon Hamilton's a stud. Seven for me, number forty eight. So yeah, we're we're big Hamilton truthers and Davis man. I get it. I do. I I'm not going to hate you for having him up there because. Um, those Alabama dudes that are pretty technically refined with heavy hands, like they're good players in the NFL and they've all pretty much found pass rush more than you thought they would. Okay. So your top six is blank. Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw, Ross, Ross Blacklock, Justin Matabuik, Marlon Davidson, Neville Gallimore, Devon Hamilton. Now there's a big dip after that. Okay, so that's your top. Oh, no, no, Raekwon Davis is the next one, and then there's the big dip. I'm sorry. Okay, because I got Marlon Davidson eighth. He's, you know what he is? Is he graded a lot like what LJ Collier graded last year. Okay. 
So I had like an early three on Collier and I'm going to have an early three on Davidson. And like, that's kind of how I see the ideal role, right? Like there's some inside outside capability here. Play him at three, four outside linebacker, you know? No. (laughs) Keep this man's hand in the dirt. Oh, it's so weird, man. He had a great year though. Marlon Davidson had a great year this year. I think there's some speed to power components here and enough length here and. You know, I I can get why a team would buy into him in like the early second round. Yeah, I I think for some of those multiple fronts, man, I I like him a ton. His hands are heavy. I put um, him to Houston. I think at forty. I think the, I did too. My mock. Yeah, I think I did too. I think that's that a pick good makes fit. A, that fit makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know they they extended merciless and and JJ Watt. You know, if he's healthy, pairing him up front as the other down end. I really like the pairing of those two of Watt and, and Davidson because they can both bump outside and rush outside tackles and win with power. And they can both win on inside gaps with speed because they have enough functional strength. So I have eight guys in my top 60 and then my next guy doesn't come on until 97. Okay. So I've got eight, in top 75 so davidson 73 for me a little bit lower and then my next one's 109 (laughs) who is it uh lecky photo really so you're a little higher in him than i thought um he's got the traits man like he he measured nice dude but yeah i mean i think he's super like raven Steelers only type player I think he's a nice consolation prize nose tackle in this year's class. If you miss out on Devon Hamilton in the yeah. second, you get Lecky Foto in the fourth, and you feel okay about it. Yeah, and then but I, you... I would still want Devon Hamilton, but yeah, that's your backup plan in my. Opinion. And then if you miss out there, you're looking for John uh, Pinasini and uh, who's the other one? Bravion Roy. <laughs> those are your those are your day three guys for nose tackles. Yeah, in my opinion, but. Um... Yeah, I think there's a drop off. There's a guy that uh, we should probably touch on because there's uh, some fans of his out there in the world. And uh, that is, uh, excuse me, I like Rashard Lawrence as as an early day three guy, but Jordan Elliott from Missouri. There's fans, Kyle, for Mr. Jordan Elliott. I don't think either one of them. Yeah. Not on this show, though. No, I mean, he kind of seems like he could be a five tech. Um, Just really slow burn type player, right? Kind of laid out of his stance, doesn't have a plan, pops straight up, doesn't play with good leverage. Um, I don't feel I feel like he has a great feel for uh, diagnosing blocking schemes and knowing where the football is, vision's poor. I don't know. It didn't move the needle for me. And I, I didn't like play with great energy. I just, I didn't see the stuff that makes me say, you know, big time desirable prospect. Yeah, that was, you know, it was, he's very, like, his splash plays are very flashy. And they, they really command your attention. But for every one, there's like five plays where just there's very little going on in the way of attacking half man or trying to stack and shed blocks or... No, I just thought he was a very visual player of like, okay, I see it. I'm going to go get that. And he doesn't have the elite athletic ability, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, to 
afford to play that that style of football because he you know he came in he tested 502 at 302 pounds in the 40 yard dash you might say okay that's not a bad number but then you look at his other measurements that he took and he was 27 and a half in the vert he was 473 in the short shuttle. Yeah, not good. I mean, you, you put these through the scope of interior defensive linemen. The 502 is great at 68th percentile. And then you get to the, the vert, 27 and a half is the 27th percentile. 473 for change of directions is the 32nd percentile. What did he measure? 64302. Yeah, he was listed 64315. Yeah. I have him like early day three. You got him higher than I do. <laughs> All right. So do you have he's any one of those guys that he's one of those guys that I will comfortable. I will be comfortable being too low on because I think the variability here is, is it's too vol- volatile yeah. for me to feel comfortable being like, yeah, I'm going to be able to encapsulate those 10 snaps a game and put that lightning in a bottle. Any day three shout outs you want to get to here before we wrap? Uh, yes, I do. I'm glad you asked me that, Joe. McTelvin Aguin from Arkansas. Yeah. yeah, good call. Nice little three tech potential there. Uh, Benito Jones. I know we, we've talked about Benito recently, Joe, but mm. I just like him as like a, just a, a what's the Deidron Sonat? Is that the you name think, I'm thinking? You think of? so? <laughs> you think he's, he's got that not? Kind of... He's not that dynamic. No, right, but God. that same role, like he could be like a rotational early down plug in the middle. Uh, I like Garrett Marino from UAB. No relation to Joe. No, but he's. I mean, he's like a 26. He's gonna be like a 26 year old rookie, but he is super fun to watch. His problem is he's short armed. A lot of uh, sub thirty-two inch arms defensive linemen this year, man. Yes, like, what I mean, the hell the, going like, the, on? The James Lynch, <laughs> the Garrett Marinos, and like, call me crazy, but I don't think the drop off from James Lynch to Garrett Marinos all that much. No, I mean, but it's because I'm super low on James Lynch. Yeah, and there's some. I've I've seen a mock draft that put James Lynch in the first round of the mock. Yeah, it's nuts. That's real crazy. I got James Lynch one fifty three. Uh, okay. Do you have any other day three shout outs? I got a couple. No, I'm done. I'm done. All right. So here's my guys that I just think are going to be quality rotational players that you'll be happy. You have uh, Richard Lawrence, LSU. Um, love the way he competes. Um, good technique. I mean, modest physical upside, but I mean, you can play him multiple spots along the defensive line. I think he'll be a really quality player. Uh, Laryl Merchinson from NC state. I was hot on him in the summer. Um, I don't think he became like a day, day two pick, but I think he could play some five tech for you, which he did quite a bit for NC state this past year, but I think he has some penetration skills uh, as a three tech on, on passing downs to get after the passer. And then uh, the last guy I evaled and he was like a breath of fresh air. Not that he's like a, you know, a a super high, highly regarded prospect, but Broderick Washington from Texas tech. Oh yeah. Uh, It's a good call. Get, get him midday three. I, I, I just love the way he plays. I mean, he comes off the ball with a lot of intent, uh, works hard to you know establish his hand fits and control at the point, keeps his pads low. His pursuit effort is really, really exciting. I mean, no, he's not super like loose or uh, fluid working laterally or any of those types of things, but 
Um, I can, I can win with players like Roderick Washington. I think he was like a, a four-year starter, two-time team captain. I think there's some, some belief out there that like, he's a future, like big time coach down the line. So uh, I just, I, he, there's a lot to like there with Washington mid day three. Yeah, it's a good call. Um, I want to do one thing okay. here at the end of the show. I want to give a shout out. Um, got a DM the other day. I want to read it to everybody. It's from a guy named Kyle. It's not me. I'm being <laughs> serious. Uh, hey, I wanted to thank you for the podcast you're producing right now. Draft Dudes is a welcome escape from day to day during this crisis we are all in. And as a person who is still going to work away from my family, I cannot thank you and Joe enough. Please keep it up and thank you for what so much for what you do. It's about as much as nice things I could say as a Finns fan, though. It's a guy with the Buffalo Bills at him. <laughs> and I don't know about you, Joe, but I've gotten a number yeah. of people that have reached out. And I don't know. It, 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 it pulled the heartstrings a little bit to know that, like, what we do, Joe, is an opportunity for people and an escape for people amidst all the chaos right now. And it was just like really heartwarming. So Joe, I wanted to thank you for being a, an awesome podcast co-host. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this show for your continued support, because you let us live out our dreams. And the fact that we living out our dreams can impact people in the way that we had a couple people reach out to us in the last couple of days. It's just, it's really, really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Appreciate having some purpose behind this. And, and you know, there's people that are doing some really significant things out there that are much, much is not even a strong enough word, astronomically more important than just talking about football. But for uh, those people to find some reprieve and, and, and rest and uh, getting their mind off things and hearing a couple guys talk about football players is uh, is really rewarding in a job that um, doesn't necessarily feel meaningful all the time. So uh, it's it's really a privilege to get to do this. Right on. So anybody who's reached out over the last couple of days, I really appreciate hearing from you. I appreciate your stories. I appreciate your continued support. And I know I speak for Joe when I say that as well. So uh, come back tomorrow. We are doing linebackers Yeesh. here on the show. And then we got corners and safeties to finish up this series. And two weeks from tomorrow is the first round of the 2020 NFL draft. So we got lots to look forward to hit subscribe. Come on back and see us. Kyle Krabs signing off. Thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.